0: With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See capital1.com/bank. Capital One NA member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to the short stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and it's just us, but that's okay, um, because we know Dave's here in spirit, watching over us like this Obi-Wan Kenobi-esque type dude who uh, just kind of gently guides us in the directions. He wants us to go without us realizing that, making us think that we have free will, but it ultimately just being an illusion.
1: And this is the story of the Beast of Jevaudan.
0: That was a great Who was that? Oh, Bella Lugosi. That's Some creep just
1: walked through my basement and uh, <laughs> put a little uh, sleeping stuff on a napkin, put it in my
0: face, mm-hmm. and I woke up. And now I'm recording. Was it Jeff Bridges and yeah. your Sandra Bullock? <laughs> what? Have you ever seen The Vanishing? Oh, uh, was she in
1: that? I saw the the original version. I didn't see the. They remake. were
0: both very good on their yeah. own. On their own, for sure. One of those rare ones where the adaptation is as good as the original. Yeah, I we'll have film, to see that know? then. Oh yeah, that's uh, good. Uh, uh, Halloween in August, July, July. Yeah, it'll be out in July, I think. But yes, absolutely, we are talking about a horror show, horror movie, horror tale. Be a one. Yeah, and eight. In the fact that it happened in the 18th century makes it even creepier. Totally, you can in exactly the same way that the legend of Sleepy Hollow is still creepy and scary to this day because it takes place in. 18th century upstate New York. This is creepy also in the exact same way.
1: Right. 1760s. Uh, we're talking about the south of France, but not like, you know, the lovely seaside <laughs> of the south of France. This sounds like it's a little bit more of a small town of Gévaudan. Mm-hmm. And there is some a lot of killing going on. And no one knows what's doing the killing, but they know... It's terrible. Bodies are ripped to shreds. Yeah, Heads are missing. Throats are ripped out. And I think about a 100 people, give or take, because, you know, this is also legend, were Mm -hmm. killed. But it really did happen. And people were freaked out. And we're like, there's a monster in these thar woods.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And they were understandably freaked out because those deaths were really, really grisly and gruesome. And, I mean, if this is a fairly sparsely populated area... You lose 100 people over three years, and some of them are having yeah. their heads pulled off and their entrails <laughs> pulled out. Like, it's going to cause a stir. <laughs> it definitely is, and it definitely did. And they, they documented the first death in, I believe, June of 1764. And it was a 14-year-old girl named uh, Jeanne Boulet, And she was just basically being like um, little Bo Peep, tending mm-hmm. to her livestock, her family's livestock out in the hills. And she was attacked and torn apart. And she was the first fatality, but apparently she was the second victim. And just a little before that, another um, young sheepherder was tending to their flock and um, was attacked. But their sheep banded together and chased off this beast of Jevudan and saved their life.
1: That's right. And so more attacks are following. Um, Dozens of people are dying there's some women mostly kids mm-hmm. a few lone dudes here and there mm-hmm. and uh, you know described as a, a dog-like or wolf-like creature as big as a horse though and you know they really this was the time this is 1760s that they're they're talking real monsters here they're not saying like you know it was probably a wolf they're saying that it was some beast that they've really never witnessed before
0: yeah i mean th- there was a- pretty decent amount of superstition among the people who live there, I would guess, too. But then also, again, the fact that people are being torn to shreds and it's so happening so frequently and their children are being killed, too. Like, you can kind of understand how they would attribute this to a monster pretty much out of the gate.
1: That's right. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We almost certainly know what this beast was now, and we're going to take a break and reveal it right after this.
0: Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same-day appointments, and if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24-7 virtual care.
1: Yeah, you know, imagine you're feeling so sick that even the thought of getting out of bed is just too much for you. With Amazon One Medical, you don't have to leave the house. Of course, what good is that if you then have to drag yourself to the pharmacy, but you don't have to do that either because of Amazon Pharmacy.
0: It makes a lot of sense. Delivering things fast is what Amazon is known for, and that's exactly what they do here. They'll deliver your prescriptions directly to your door. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for.
1: Again, this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful
0: Showcased site.
1: So just go to squarespacecom stuff, and you're going to get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code Stuff to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
0: So Chuck, one of the things I saw about this was that this is considered one of the first international media stories. Yeah, that um, it was reported on by the uh, Avignon um, newspaper, and that those reports made their way to the Paris newspapers, and then from there they sp- they spread to the rest of the world, and that it was being um, written about and covered. All over the world, from Europe over all the way to Boston, from what I saw, and that this was really the first time. And that part of that media attention and media frenzy um, really kind of helped pump the story up into really huge proportions for a little while.
1: Yeah, so there's a book uh, written by a man named J.M. Smith, historian, and it's called—and this one really annoys me because it's such a great title, Did Not Need This Mm Colon— It should just be called "Monsters of the jevoudan mm-hmm. full stop. Sure, but it's called "Monsters of the jevoudan Colon, the making of a beast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that colon annoys me more than others.
0: It's better. It's a better follow-up subtitle than you know. Let's have a sandwich or something. Well, <laughs> at least it's pertinent to the to the main title.
1: You you were always. Seconds away from saying, "Let's have a sandwich." <laughs> <laughs> Can we much. be honest?
0: <laughs> I'm wa- I'm a walking colon leading to that.
1: You and Joey Tribbiani.
0: Oh, did he like sandwiches?
1: That was always the favorite joke. What's when uh, on Friends? What's his favorite food? Sandwiches. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, this uh, these days, basically everyone agrees that it was a wolf. Um, back then, apparently, uh, this author argues there were certain social factors at play where France was. N- was not in the best way as a country as a nation Mm uh after the war that they had which uh, war was that seven years war yeah the seven years war that they had fought and um they sort of rallied around this story and came together a little bit yeah and this monster but uh it was it was a wolf
0: it was like you know um just to give an example like let's say you're you're your country face a pandemic. How it would like bring everybody <laughs> together to kind of like defeat right. that, that pandemic and then and you'd everyone be better on, off afterward yeah. on the other side. <laughs> this is exactly what happened with the Beast of Voudin. It brought France right. together. Uh, and it, it really brought a lot of um, France together in that like King Louis the Fifteenth got involved, started sending troops. Mm-hmm. There was a 2700 uh, livre tour noir, which is a type of currency, French currency, Bounty, and I did the calculations. That's 12 kilograms of silver. That's a okay. lot of silver reward. It was, I saw somewhere else that it was basically like a year's wages for the average person in France at the time. So it was a substantial reward. And there were a lot of people looking for this wolf or this yeah, monster, like this beast. It was very much like Jaws. Um, but the fact that they couldn't find it and they actually did find one wolf and kill it and stuff it and send it off um, to Versailles um, and the killing still continued, it made this big, this this, this problem take on those really kind of supernatural proportions even more.
1: So, are you saying that the one they killed in June of 1767 was not, in fact, the wolf?
0: No, this this was a different wolf that was killed before oh. June of 1767. I think everybody believes that in June of 1767, Jean Chastel um, w- did kill wh- whatever. If it wasn't the one, it was the last of the ones that had been doing this.
1: Well, this is just like Jaws then because in Jaws, they had the red herring shark that they killed. Yeah. And they they, uh, wanted to cut it open, and the mayor said, I'm not going to let you cut that thing open in front of everyone and let that child spill out of its guts. Yeah. And Richard Dreyfus said uh, that there's no way that's the shark because uh, the, the shark we're looking for has teeth the size of a shot glass. It's one of my favorite lines.
0: That's a great. It is a great line. But and the they sneak
1: in and cut it open in the middle of the night, and it's not the shark, and, and this was not the wolf.
0: I wonder though, like how much Spielberg kind of took from this true life story to add to Joe's? Because there, now that you're pointing it out, there's a lot of similarities between the two. Like there, well, there it was were human, novel. There were human remains. Oh yeah, it was um, Richard Peter Belcher. Benchley? Yeah, Richard um, Belcher. <laughs> yeah. What is going on? I don't know. But um, they did find human remains in these wolves that were killed. So there was—it there was. It really supports this idea that it was a group of wolves that were killing people and that even at the time, even in this place, this little area was overrun by wolves. There was a huge wolf problem, and that's really what was the basis of all of this, this, these attacks.
1: Right. They did not find the Louisiana license plate. Uh, sportsman's <laughs> Paradise. Right. And that will be my last jaws reference.
0: That was a that's a trivia question right there. Just wait, <laughs> True jaws fans would be like, "Oh yeah." Yeah.
1: Um but like we said in 1767 they did a man named jean Chastel, I guess, uh killed what who everyone kind of agrees was the wolf because the killing stopped after that. Right. And, you know, there was still debate on whether or not it could have been something else. I think wolf experts say, you know what? Back then, wolves would attack people much more than they do now uh, in, in the heat of the moment with adrenaline going on. Wolves can be really puffy at certain times. They with their coats, they have really big bones and long limbs. It could, people could easily exaggerate the size of this thing as maybe the size of a horse.
0: Yeah, because, you know, over the years, there were a lot of things that were attributed to this. There was a hyenodon, which was a prehistoric giant hyena jackal type dog that would have just torn you to shreds. Probably not that. Dire wolf, same situation. That was long extinct. There was the idea that it was actually human, a serial killer um, who was actually on the prowl. But Probably not it because they were just so prolific. If that was the case, that a human probably could not have carried out all these killings. And then there was also the idea that a human was involved, but that they were acting as a wolf whisperer directing the wolves to kill oh. like this. But then people said, No, it's it was probably just a lot of wolves or a lot of wolves right. here, and people were leaving their little kids out to tend livestock. Which you just don't see anymore, and there's far fewer wolves, so (laughs) that's all. It was just statistics coming back and and tearing people to shreds.
1: And a wolf being a wolf, uh, this would make for a good movie, though. I think the setting and everything lends itself to to something that could be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, and one other thing that's kind of cool about this is there were survivors um, who were attacked, and some of them were like little kids who fended off wolves. Uh, One girl did. She had a a bayonet attached to a staff and used it to stab the wolf and uh wow. or the beast of Jevoudan and um some some lived to tell the tale which is pretty cool.
1: Wow yeah definitely movie let's do it
0: movie material Chuck um you got anything else no okay well then we'll see you later everybody okay
1: all right stuff you should know is a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from I Heart radio visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your
0: favorite shows.